you can be a master photographer no matter which camera you own even if it is a phone camera i kid you not you totally can so our gear is only as good as we are and it is our skills that takes our camera capabilities to the next level so at no point please at no point feel like just because you don't have the latest and greatest your photos are no good that's not true you take photos not your camera your camera looks good because you make it look good Hello hello this is your host Yudhima and welcome to my food lens podcast where we talk about everything from food photography styling to business and mindset after 15 years as an architect i switched careers and i'm now a professional food stylist and food photographer based in singapore i'm also the founder of the business my food lens where we help clients elevate their brand through drool worthy photos My motto is put your best food forward. Well, here on this podcast, I promise to keep it raw and real and hope you find your answers, action and inspiration as we move through the episodes. Welcome to episode 44 and today we are talking all about buying cameras. Woohoo! Don't we just love this topic? I mean, I will not lie. It's probably the most frequently asked question to me like, Hey DJ, I want to buy a new camera. Which one would you suggest? Or I get questions like, Hey DJ, I've selected a couple of different models. Which one would you recommend? So I get these questions so, 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 so often that it's probably the number one question I get asked, which is why I wanted to create this episode because We all have different reasons either upgrade to a new camera or buy a new camera. I mean, there are photographers who want to graduate from a phone to a DSLR, then there are photographers who want to upgrade their DSLRs, and then there are photographers who just want to move into newer technology like mirrorless cameras. So, we all might have different reasons why we want to upgrade or buy a new camera, but I feel like fundamentally the way we select our camera pretty much remains the same. Like no matter where you are in your journey there are some basics some solid solid reasons that should be the deciding factor for our investment all right which is why i really wanted to create this episode so that it becomes easy for everybody i know how technical this can get i know how detailed you know every single point that i'm going to talk about today can be a whole podcast episode on its own it's so technical so detailed but what i want is to really keep it at a level very easy for you to understand where it's very easy for you to you know go boom 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 okay does this apply to me here's what i'm thinking you know just something that gives you a very solid reasoning and your investment becomes worth it that's my aim with this episode today all right but before we begin i have to mention that i have absolutely no affiliation with any camera brand and i'm not promoting any gear or any camera brand today however i am a nikon user and i will reference that brand several times just because i have an experience with it right and i'm not here to talk about a specific camera brand this episode is not about a specific camera brand it is valid for all users and all brands because fundamentally it all boils down to the same things all right the other thing i know that we are talking about camera and i know camera is a gear and i know that people pride photographers pride themselves on the gear that they have you know having said that 
I also feel the need to say that how expensive a camera is does not define how good you are as a photographer. Camera is just a piece of equipment that allows us to, you know, showcase our skills. It is an enabler. It is enabling us to showcase our skills and we are the skill behind it. So don't ever, don't ever, don't ever let your gear hold you back. But if you're ready to take things to the next level, if you're feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, you're like, I just think the time is right. I need to buy a new camera. I just don't know how to go about it. Well then, boss, this episode is totally for you. All right, so let's talk about camera selections. I'm going to run you through five factors that I think are most important when we are selecting a camera, all right? And just because we talked about investment, let's just start with point number one, which is investment or budget. So just like any other investment in life, camera choices also depend on your budget. I think it's the number one deciding factor for what you buy, just like anything else. Like if you want to buy a TV, what do you do? You walk into a store and the choices are just endless. There are big screens and small screens and better technology and touch screens and fancy smancy to the basic ones. And what do you do? You buy something that meets your budget, right? So that is a very big deciding factor, which boils down to the same thing, even when you're buying a camera or just like you buy your dining table or a new sofa for your house. The options are endless, but we buy something that fits our budget and other needs, right? So cameras are a big investment, but the way I see it is that you don't change your camera every day. Yes, you might add lenses, you might want to have a complete, like a robust gear collection, but if you're not looking to change your camera body frequently, then I personally feel that a decent investment is justified. Now, having said that, it also comes down to whether you are pursuing photography as a professional and you're, you know, you're planning to work with clients or is it a hobby? Because if it is a hobby, then you can have a smaller budget and you can go for an entry level or a mid-level camera. But if your aim is to work with clients to shoot professionally, then I would most definitely suggest making the investment and moving towards a higher end model. All right. Now, we all have a very personal way, personal process of gauging the budget for a new camera, right? I'll tell you my trick. It's so simple that don't laugh, all right? But I'll share it with you and it's always worked for me. So see if it works for you. So usually what I do is when I want to buy a new camera, I check. Now, also, I need to mention that I do this professionally, all right? So I usually look at the higher end models. So I usually check three or four of the high-end models of the brand. And because I'm a Nikon user, I kind of like to stick to Nikon. So I check three or four high-end models that I'm interested in. And then I go through the specifications. And usually what I see is that the specifications of the most expensive model are actually too much for me as a food photographer. I don't really need them. It's, it's a bit superfluous, you know. It would probably be more apt for someone who is capturing live events or sports photography, you know. So I kind of gauged that just looking at the specifications and then I compared the remaining one or two models, you know, and I know I'm not shooting like a grilled chicken racing on the F1 track, right? Or nor am I, nor am I shooting a roasted aubergine running a marathon. So mm, I'm pretty much not shooting sports photography or sports food photography. <laughs> so you know what I do? I don't go for the highest end model. I usually go for the second best model in the market, not the first, 
The second, because it usually meets all my professional requirements and it's not like I'm to, you know, shoot chickens and racing cars. So yeah, it pretty much meets my professional requirements. And also I feel like if I'm going for the second best model, then it's still a long lasting model because it's relatively new in the market. It's number two, right? It might not be number one, but it's probably still going to be relevant for a long time because it's relatively new. So that's my very, very simple process. I look at three or four models. I look at the number one. I see the specifications. And usually my understanding is that it's too much. And that's why my go-tos are always the second best models of the brand that I'm looking for. And that's always worked for me. So take a look. Try this out. You know, usually there is also a difference between the top model and the second model. Like usually the second model is half or three-fourth the price. And so, yeah, it typically meets my budget because at the end, I am looking at a higher-end model for doing this professionally, all right? So my budget is typically higher than what it would be if I was not doing this professionally. So that's how the second best model usually meets my budget and how I take my decisions, all right? So budget is the number one deciding factor for you to invest in your new camera or to upgrade your camera. Now, let's get into something a little bit more technical, a little bit more interesting, and a little bit more, mm, what should I say, controversial? The second factor that you need to think about when you are looking for a new camera is the latest technology in the market, right? And if I talk about latest technology in cameras, I mean, Mirrorless versus DSLR. I mean, that is the hot topic. That is the discussion of the day, of the century, of the, <laughs> of the week, like whatever. That is what everybody is debating about right now. So that is your big question. You know, should you go for a DSLR or a mirrorless? Now, I don't want to go into too much detail about this because that's a whole, whole, whole podcast in itself. And it's also a very personal decision. You know, I have a very personal opinion about mirrorless versus DSLRs. But what I want to do with this is to leave you with food for thought, things you should be thinking about if you decide to go either way. So choosing mirrorless versus DSLR basically comes down to a few considerations, like what are you looking for your camera to do for you? For example, mirrorless is great for videos, but DSLRs might have an edge for, you know, still life photography. Again, I'm just oversimplifying it because you really need to gauge what your photography goals are what you want to focus on and what you want to create, you know, what is important to you. That really determines mirrorless or DSLR is your direction, you know. You also have to think about what's more important, like camera body weight, like having a light camera or the flexibility with lenses. Like, are you shooting in low light conditions usually? Do you need to travel for photography uh, for which you need the lightweight camera? There are so many things you need to think about your personal process and also your professional goals before you choose which technology to go for. It is so, so, so personal. And I have to say that it's not just about choosing a hot shot technology just because it's a buzzword, but it really comes down to understanding whether it works for you practically or not. So if you're debating whether to go for mirrorless or not, please, please do your homework and study it very well before taking the plunge. It is actually easier to get a mid-range DSLR camera with very competitive features, but, you know, the cheaper versions of a mirrorless might 
or is not really that good in yielding good results. And I've read that actually the higher end mirrorless is equivalent to the higher end DSLR. So you will have to probably invest a little bit more if you're going for the mirrorless option to get something that is comparable to a high end DSLR. So again, very personal opinion, but I just want to put it out there that you have to take a good stock of your situation. Like, do you have lenses? Do you already have gear? Then would they work with the new camera? Like, what's your photography style? What are you going to create in the future? And again, like I said, it's not like you're going to change your camera body so frequently. So what you're going to create in the future, you have to think about it just a little bit long term, one year, two year, five years, you know. Where will you be shooting? Are you on the move or are you planning to shoot within your space or in a restaurant or at the client's venue? So many things come into play when you're looking at a mirrorless versus DSLR decision. All of this impacts your decision. So technology is definitely factor number two that you need to think about. But what technology? That is completely subjective, completely personal to your process. So give it a good thought before you take that decision. And since we are talking about technology, let's stay Stay in this. Okay, let's get a little bit more technical. And I'm going to talk about factor number three, which can help you decide your next camera. This was definitely a very high point for me to decide which camera I invested in. And that's why I want to talk just a little bit in detail about it. All right. So the next criteria is whether you opt for a full frame camera or a crop sensor camera. Okay, so don't, don't, don't zone out. <laughs> no snoozing. Stay with me. As I tell you exactly, I promise to keep it very simple for you. All right. It's technical, but I'm going to make it as simple as possible. All right. So you know how we all want high quality images, right? We want our photos to be very high quality. But how, how do photos become high quality? Like what do I mean when I say high quality photos? It depends on your DSLR camera. Okay. Your camera decides the quality of your photos. And how does the camera decide the quality of your photos? The camera has something called a sensor. And bigger sensors means it can capture light. It can provide lots of details to your photos. It can elevate the quality of your photos. So that sensor size is very important in a camera. And that is what dictates the price of a camera, the performance of a camera. All right. Now, cameras that have good standard size sensors, they are called full frame cameras. So the advantage of a full frame camera is your photo quality is fantastic. And they also offer something called dynamic range. Again, in simple words, dynamic range is just something that offers you like full control over your light. You can shoot in a range of different exposures like high contrast situations, low light situations, and you can still produce high quality photos because it comes down to the sensor size and a full frame camera has a large sensor. Super easy to understand, right? Super, super straightforward. So that is called a full frame camera. But then on the other hand, most entry-level cameras are crop sensors. So crop sensor, so small sensor, right? Super easy to understand. So crop sensor, which means it's definitely not as high quality as a full frame. And what it also does is it introduces 
a crop factor in your photos. So, for example, if you're using a 50mm lens on a crop sensor camera, then your lens will probably start behaving like a 75mm lens because it is being cropped. There's a cropping factor. And each camera brand has a different crop factor. So the experience of using a 50mm lens or any other lens is not actually 100% true to its focal length in a crop sensor camera. And that's why they are relatively cheaper to a full frame camera. Okay, so you when you have to take the decision of full frame versus crop sensor, you have to keep the pros and cons in mind. That crop sensor is cheaper, but then image quality and the crop factor comes into play. Whereas in a full frame, they are more expensive, but photo quality is higher. And of course, it gives you a very fantastic dynamic range to work with. But having said that, you know how I always have like, but <laughs> having said that, I used a crop sensor camera for the first, the whole, like the whole first year of my professional career. And it was absolutely fine. Like I literally didn't even think about getting a full frame camera because honestly, we can make the most of whatever we have just based on our skill. And if you're just starting out, you have budget constraints, you know that you need to also learn light and a lot of other fundamentals of photography. So if you're not ready to get into a full frame, which can go into a few thousand dollars, if you're not ready to go there, a crop sensor will not limit you from learning and becoming a better photographer. And this is especially for a hobbyist. You know, if you're not bringing in revenue from your photography, a crop sensor should absolutely work for you. You know, you can always upgrade when circumstances allow, which is exactly what I did. So full frame versus crop sensor, super, super, super important in your decision making process. Okay, with that, we come to point number four, which is also super important because these are like the sidekicks or the supporting actors <laughs> for your camera. So the fourth factor that you need to think about are lenses and gear. Now, if you are just putting together a gear collection, then it's cool. You're absolutely fine. Like you have a lot more flexibility. But imagine that you already own some lenses and gear and then you go and buy a new camera body and then you realize, uh-oh, the lens doesn't work and, you know, the other gear doesn't fit and sure, well, you don't want that to happen, right? So when you're looking to change your camera, ideally, at least I like to be able to still use my lenses, you know, because just like cameras are expensive, Lenses are damn expensive, man. And I have one macro lens, which is, I think, almost as expensive as my camera. It's precious. <laughs> now, imagine if I were to change my camera and not be able to use that lens on my new camera. I mean, I would be heartbroken and also like literally broke because I would <laughs> have to buy new lenses. So if you're buying a new camera, it is always, always good practice to see what gear you already own, what lenses you have, and what would work with the new camera. I mean, for me, it was a very big and a very important thing to make sure that my new camera body worked with all the lenses that I previously owned. I had already been shooting with a crop sensor camera, but the lenses that I had worked with the new full frame camera that I bought. Now, if you have a budget to buy new lenses, boss, that is fantastic, good for you. But if you don't, 
then definitely take a look at your repertoire and what you have in stock. And whether you're moving from one brand to the other, or, you know, even if you're moving like I did from a crop sensor to a full frame, you still need to do your check. You still need to make sure that your lenses work and your gear and, you know, whatever attachments and accessories that you have, they are working. They will work for your new camera. All right. And that is for any gear, any lens, anything that you own, just make sure it is still valid because you don't want to duplicate. You don't want something that is redundant. All right. The last thing you want is more expenses just because you bought a camera that doesn't work with something that you already invested in. Okay. So make sure you do your check. And so now that we have gone past the technical part of the decision making, let's get personal. Let's get, let's get into something personal, you know. Let's get into the fifth deciding factor that can get you closer to the camera of your dreams, <laughs> all right? So the fifth deciding factor are the features that match your professional and your artistic style, all right? So there are camera features that are particularly important. You know, each of us has our own style of shooting, our own process, and there are certain camera features which are important to us and some that are not so much, right? So for example, if we shoot in the evenings, we need a camera with good low light shooting capabilities. And uh, let's say we are shooting chickens in F1 racing cars, then we need good autofocus. <laughs> Just kidding. But if we do shoot a lot like handheld, then definitely we need more autofocus points and good autofocusing features. Now, if we shoot more videos, then we want a camera that can give us 4K or Ultra HD quality videos, right? So it really comes down to our professional goals and our personal photography style and process of shooting. For me, I particularly pay attention to two camera features when I'm looking to invest. So the first one is camera resolution and the second one is recycle time. Now, both of these are based on my professional commitments and also my personal shooting style. So camera resolution, why is it important? It's important because when you're working with clients and you need to print large size hoardings and posters of, you know, your food photos, which is a huge requirement of my commercial work, then resolution becomes utterly important, boss. So the last camera that I bought, I checked the resolution and I made sure that I could produce hoarding size images for printing. That was a very big deciding factor for me. The other aspect that I really look into is the camera recycle time. Now, if you don't know what is recycle time, recycle time is actually, it relates to the use of flash, all right? So it is the amount of time that the camera needs to kind of fire a flash, boom, and then reset, and then fire another flash, boom. So if you've seen, you know, action shots being taken where you've seen these flashes, you know, being fired, like, boom, 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 then that is recycle time. Like how quickly the boom happens is the recycle time. Now, I rely heavily on flash, like from both my personal and my professional work. And I shoot a lot of action shots and a lot of different types of photos for my clients as well. So for me, recycle time of a camera is very important. And I definitely, so it comes down to resolution and recycle time. Like apart from looking at all the other things that we talked about, budget and technology and crop sensor and lenses, it comes down to my personal process and what is 
part of my professional commitments that a camera should be able to deliver that. That is very important. So you would have your own unique requirements. You would have your own unique process. And you need to determine what are those unique features that you most absolutely will not compromise on. And you most absolutely need them to be top notch in the camera that you buy. All right. So there you go. Whether you're shooting like a drop-dead delicious cake or you're shooting grilled chicken, driving F1 cars, or you are shooting <laughs> roasted aubergines, running a marathon, these five factors are going to help you to choose your next camera. They are really the fundamentals, the basics, the foundation that you need to be able to take your decision reasonably, logically, intelligently and emotionally, right? I know that we talked a lot about like technical specifications and how it impacts budget and photo quality, but I don't need to repeat to tell you that you can be a master photographer no matter which camera you own, even if it is a phone camera. I kid you not, you totally can. So our gear is only as good as we are and it is our skills that takes our camera capabilities to the next level. We, 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 we make cameras look good, baby, right? <laughs> don't you agree, right? So at no point, please at no point feel like just because you don't have the latest and greatest, your photos are no good. That's not true. You take photos, not your camera. Your camera looks good because you make it look good, all right? I hope this was helpful. I hope it answers your questions. I hope you're going to be able to make a better decision about investing in a new camera or upgrading. And if you have any more questions, which I'm certain you would, because this is such a vast topic and, you know, so much to think about. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. Just email me at hello at myfoodlens.com or send me a DM on Instagram at dhutama underscore myfoodlens. I will see you next week with another episode. Until then, bye-bye.